Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Credible is an online marketplace that gets you pre-qualified student loan refinancing rates from up to 10 different lenders. What are some of the benefits of refinancing to a lower rate, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. You can save on interest or lower your monthly payment, sometimes both. You can also consolidate all your student loan bills in one place with a lower term, get debt-free faster. Now, here's why you should see these incredible things that they do. You see actual pre-qualified rates, whereas with some online marketplace, you'll get ranges of rates or ballpark estimates. It only takes a couple of minutes to check the rates. You just fill in some basic info like name and address. Most importantly, checking rates don't impact your credit. They're so confident they have the best rates, they'll give you $200 if you close a loan with a better rate elsewhere. They never sell your data, so you won't receive spam and phone calls from dozens of lenders. Visit Credible.com slash Dan. That's C-R-E-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash G-A-N. And when you close a loan via Credible, they'll give you a $200 gift card. Fill in a couple of pieces of info to check what rates you are eligible for. Again, that is Credible.com slash Dan. Refinance now and start saving. By the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. This is Dan Patrick. Uh, great to be back. Happy New Year. Boys are ready to go. A lot of things to chop up. We'll look back on some things from over the weekend. In fact, the uh, last 10 days or so, some stories that we weren't able to comment on. But uh, glad to be back here in the new year. Got a great guest list coming up today. Kirk D. Cousins, the Vikings quarterback, will stop by. Kurt Warner, the NFL Network Hall of Fame quarterback. We'll check in with the Patriots. Mark Schlereth from Fox Sports stops by a little bit later on as well. Best and worst of the weekend, as we always do every Monday. What you liked, you didn't like, your chance to dial us up, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to our TV partners, BR Live, DirecTV's audience network, channel 239, and our great radio affiliates numbering 362 cities around the country. Even for the best sports careers, it rarely ends pretty. Um, the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history are no exception. I think we always look at John Elway and say, well, that's the way you're supposed to go out. Well, John couldn't play anymore because of, and his legs couldn't uh, withstand another season. So he left winning a Super Bowl. Peyton Manning left winning a Super Bowl, or he was the quarterback on a team that won the Super Bowl. But those guys are outliers. Usually a player's skills decline, the team gets worse, and then they move on from their quarterback. And we don't know what the future holds for Tom Brady right now. But that seems to be the biggest question after this weekend's games. Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Is his final play in a New England uniform going to be a pick six? That wild card loss to the Titans. Brady's 42. He's a free agent. He wants to play a few more years, and it's hard to tell how much blame should be uh, piled on Brady here 
how much of this is his supporting cast? Because we all fall into this trap. Well, they got to get Brady some weapons. Okay. Didn't they do that the last couple of years where they went out and got a wide receiver, first-round draft pick, Nikhil Harry? Sony Michelle? They used first-round draft picks here. They traded for Mohamed Sanu. I know Gronk retired. Uh, Edelman had his issues this year. You know, but they have gone out and tried to get talent. Maybe the blame should be on Bill Belichick, too. Did he get him the right weapons? They tried to get weapons. They just didn't get them. But is this the end? Is Brady going to reconsider? You sit down. In the moment, you know, you say, well, you know, I'll probably come back and play. Now, that's in the moment. What happens over the next two weeks? What happens when you're watching these playoff games or you're not watching these playoff games or you go on vacation here? And then what happens? You lost to a Tennessee team, and Tennessee was the better team. They were. Both sides of the ball, they were a better team. But, you know, I still look at Bill Belichick. You know, we want to heap praise on Belichick. This all feels like the blame is on Tom Brady. And I can put blame on Brady. But I got to put some blame on Bill Belichick. Remember Belichick's the guy who takes away your best weapon? Uh, That was Derrick Henry. He didn't take away your best weapon. And you let a team that's led by Ryan Tannehill beat you in your, your place after you lost to the Dolphins that put you in the position to be playing the Titans in a wild card weekend? So Bill Belichick didn't have a good season either. Everybody has injuries. I know we love to bring up, well, they were injured. They are bang. Okay. Wait, what team went through the season? The Eagles got this far and had worse injuries, devastating injuries, where they did lose all their weapons, and they almost won the game with a backup quarterback who's 40 years of age. So as much praise as we give Belichick as the greatest coach of all time, he deserves a lot of blame because I didn't think he had a good game against the Titans. Because Derrick Henry, and everybody knew he was getting it. That's one of those, people talk about the wide-open offenses here. Do you realize how many passes they completed? Eight. Remember, that's changing the NFL. Everybody's going to run. You still can run the football and play good defense, and you can still win in the NFL. Ask the Vikings. Run the ball, good defense. Titans, run the ball, good defense. Seattle, run the ball, good defense. That's the formula. Whether you like it or not, that's still a formula that can win, win playoff games. The wide-open offenses, those are great during the regular season. The playoffs come down to this. Can you stop somebody when you have to? And we saw that there were teams that couldn't stop somebody when they had to. You know, the Saints couldn't stop the Vikings when they had to. And the Saints move on. We'll talk about the Saints coming up. We'll have a poll question. we got a play of the day. we got a couple of stats of the day as well. Waiting for the announcement with Tua Tonga-Vailoa. Does he decide to return to Alabama? Does he decide to go pro? Or how about both? Where you go back to Alabama, but you don't play football, but you get ready for the NFL. Or do you just go on your own and have somebody work you out, get you in shape for the NFL? I don't I don't want him to play and not get paid. If he's going to go back to Alabama, um, I mean, good for him, whatever he, he's comfortable with. If I was advising him, 
and not that he's asking for my uh, advising, is I would say, you know what? Get healthy and do it on your own terms. You don't owe Alabama anything, and I would tell him, get paid while you're doing this, or you're going to get paid the next time you play football. But Tua, if he decides to go back to Alabama, you know, that's his decision, and, uh, you know, he seems like a pretty grounded kid. Uh, So I wish him luck with that decision. Cowboys finally, finally put Jason Garrett out of his uh, misery. I'm still not sure what they were doing. I, I don't know. I mean, this was the this was the most polite firing ever. And I don't know why they were dragging it out. They're saying, you know, Jason's lobbying. When, when I saw that, I go, of course he's lobbying to stay. Like, it, was he going kicking and screaming? God, I don't want to go back there and coach again. So Jason Garrett's been fired. And let's ramp it up with Lincoln Riley. He's the odds-on favorite right now. I still think Sean Payton is the name to keep an eye on. I do. I just, I said this, I, I, I've said this for years now. I thought Sean Payton would end up as the Cowboys coach. And damn it, I'm going to say it. I'm going to continue to do it. Now you have maybe a little bit of a choice. Maybe if you're Sean Payton, you say, have we gone as far as we could go in New Orleans? Because now you have Drew Brees at age 40, and then you wonder how long he's going to play. What is the future there? Now, you guys went out again. You, you know, you can't be losing that game at home. To uh, to a Vikings team that has a lot of talent, but you didn't know if they were capable of doing it like they did in your building. Does Sean Payton say, you know what, maybe I need kind of a rebirth here. I could go back to Dallas. How about I leave before they ask me to leave? Uh, you got a really young offense there, and Sean is really good with offenses. And I don't know. I just I throw that out there. I don't have any other information on that. But, you know, the odds-on favorite looks like it's Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. Uh, I've said that if I'm Lincoln Riley, I don't go into that. Not right now. You know, because I, as much credit as I can give Lincoln Riley for that offense, i got to give him a whole lot of blame for that defense. And I know that they had a couple of starters who weren't there. I mean, they had no chance, zero chance. Well, they had a, 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 the lowest percent you could possibly have, I think, in that game, in the Final Four, they, because they don't play any defense. Joe Burrow could have thrown for 12 touchdowns. <laughs> I thought he did. He could have. I mean, it, I, I think it, it, like, there's like a mercy rule in softball, you know, where you go, hey, hey, can we just end this after five? Yeah, we will. Can we end this at halftime? I think if you could have said to Oklahoma, guys, you guys can leave now and it's over with and, and, and got gift bags here. They're really nice. And LSU has agreed that they, they'll, they'll leave too. We're just going to end it at halftime. Okay? All right. Okay. All right. Let's go. But – Lincoln Riley, offensive genius, but, you know, not a defensive genius. Yeah, McLovin. Now there's some internet chatter that Mike McCarthy might be the guy. How boring is that? I mean, I I know he has some success, but Lincoln Riley. Don't we deserve something more than that? Yeah, Sean Payton, sexy. For the last 10 years, we deserve a better choice than Mike McCarthy, right? Marvin Lewis, right? Come on. You got to get creative here. Yes, Todd. Some reports suggest Jerry wants someone with NFL experience that knocks out the Lincoln Rileys and Matt Rules and Urban Myers, and it looks more towards a McCarthy type. I don't know what 
I mean, does Jerry know what he's doing? It's like the Browns are screwing it up again, right? Didn't didn't think Fredo was going to last. I didn't think he was going to be brought back. So now what they're doing is they're going to hire a coach before a GM. That's not what you do. That Because now there might be a GM that you'd be interested in who goes, but that's not the coach that I want. How, how do you do it? Well, that, that's the Browns. That's how they do it. How about you hire a GM who is going to be working with the coach and helping the coach instead of the coach you hire? And I don't believe the Urban Meyer rumors. I do believe Urban Meyer is getting nervous that he's not going to have a head coaching job this upcoming season. He missed out on USC. And, you know, the information I got, there was a big-time donor who said, I'll pay everybody's salary of all the coaches uh, if you bring in Urban Meyer. So that was going to happen at USC. Big-time donor said, I got it. I'll write the check. I want Urban Meyer. This donor was told, that ain't happening. I don't think the donor is a big-time donor anymore at USC. This donor wanted Urban Meyer and did not get Urban Meyer. And then with the Cowboys, as much and I was told Urban wants the Cowboys job. But I don't know if he's going to get the Cowboys job. The Browns job, I think that's one of those where, you know, maybe Bruce Feldman did uh, Urban a solid and, you know, put his name out there because they worked together. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting there with the, the coaching carousels, we like to say, of who's going, who's not going. Do you stay? Is Belichick coming back next year? I assume he is, right? Like, I know that we're looking at Tom Brady. <laughs> I did love this back and forth. I love this with uh, with Belichick. Here's Belichick talking about, well, he's trying not to talk about Tom Brady's future. Obviously, given Tom Brady's age, and there's been a lot of talk about uh, his future. Do you have a timeline in your mind for when you'd like to sit down? No. Do you have, uh, <laughs> would you like to get clarity on his situation by the time the new week year starts? Look, I mean, I know it's out there, just like there's a lot of other things out there. I mean, we could bring up 50 questions just like that one. And I told her what my state is on that. And so you can ask all 50 of them, and it's going to be the same answer 50 times. And we've been working on Tennessee. It's 12 hours after the game. I'm not going to talk a lot of things about the future because it's not, I'm not prepared to talk about it. I don't have 50 questions. I'm sure you do. You can name 50 guys, 50 coaches. I mean, there's plenty. You could talk about anything you want about in the future. I mean, they're all questions that need to be answered. Okay, Bill. I like that Bill is not moving on to the next game like he normally does or the next season or whatever it is. He he still wants to talk about, we're focused on Tennessee. <laughs> and I love that, you know, talk about break. No. Yes. Because it is fair to be like, you know what, I just don't know yet. I just, I don't have those answers yet. And that is fair, but to do it in the way that he did it, it's like, all right, guy. But you have to ask the question. Sure. Yeah. And, and you know, Belichick can't go, he can't equate the Brady question to 49 other questions that are similar value there. I mean, come on. Yeah, Paul. And and if you watch after the game, Brady was asked about his future three different times. The first two times, he shook off the reporter. And the third time, he actually said, it's unlikely. So that's why the reporters stay after it. Yeah, they did a great job with that. Uh, here is Brady uh, after the game. This is what Paulie was talking about. Is there any possibility that you would retire after the, this last season? Uh, I would say it's pretty unlikely, but 
Hopefully unlikely. That's the way to ask a question. If you want to get just a yes or no answer, and, and don't be vague, and don't say what's your mindset, you know, give me your thoughts on uh, playing again next year. You ask him the question, you can see where Brady couldn't avoid the rush. And it's like, okay, it's, it's unlikely that I'll retire after this season. I hope he continues to play, but I, I, I only want to see these guys when they're able to play at an ability or a level that they're proud of. I've seen too many of these great quarterbacks where they hold on and, look, does this diminish anything with Tom Brady? Does this year, are you going to go, oh, yeah, but that final year with the Patriots, he was terrible. It's not going to diminish his resume. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. I do think that he's interested in getting the seventh title, believe it or not, because Jordan has six. Like, I think there's that competitor in him that says, I have six. Seven, boy, that sounds a whole lot more impressive. Nice number. Nice, uneven number. Seven. I don't know, just a feeling I get with uh, hashtag Tommy. But, uh, yeah, that was painful. That was painful to watch. Um, And, you know, maybe new weapons. Maybe he goes to Indianapolis or the Chargers. Or the Raiders. We'll talk to Tom Kern, who covers the team, and see what uh, – and he's, he's tied in with Brady. Yeah, Paul. Where did you watch the games? How was your playoff weekend? Were you settled down in the bunker, or did you have to entertain people? How would it work I, out? I had everybody out of the house. I didn't want to see anybody ever again. Lockdown? Yeah. So I was in the bar uh, with one of the cats. And I'm not talking about a hipster. I was talking about an actual cat. And I was there. I was having a cigar, some tequila. Uh, leftover Wolf Pup Session IPA from the Christmas party. There you go. Yep. Still got the keg out uh, outside and watch the games. And so I, I was uh, I was left uh, pretty much alone. And I like that. After the holidays, oh, God. I just, I, I'm done with people. I am. I, I, said, I said to my wife, I said, can we, can we have holiday... Next year, where we don't have anybody over, even the kids, like you know, just, your your kids, yeah, just my kids, you mean all kids are your kids, my kids too. Like I got tired of like, what? What do you need? What do you want? Oh, yes, sir. Can't be done with people, which is like humans in general. That's a little I, I, okay. When it, you had a very lovely holiday party, entertaining people. Like after a while, you just did you realize how late people stayed at the Christmas party? Some left at 2.30 in the morning. Didn't the party start at like 3 in the afternoon? It started at 4. It started at 5. Some showed up at 4, Paulie. I started at 3.30. I know. I, I, I got out of the shower, and uh, one of my daughters goes, uh, Paulie's here. And I'm thinking, Paulie who? It's not a party tiger. I know. Paul goes, didn't the party start at 3? He goes, 5. <laughs> I, got, I honestly got there at 3.10. Well, he did tell me. He said, look, uh, some of us may get there earlier. And I go, oh, okay. Paulie was the only one who got there earlier. So we're, we're, we're setting up the grill. I got Chad from Traeger. Uh, you know, the, the German kids there. Like, we're Tyler, the creator. We're all there. And then Paulie straggles in. Tapping kegs, yeah, eating meat. I know. Paulie, was, Paulie tapped the keg, and we were off to the races after that. By the way, this program is brought to you by LegalZoom. They're here to help you in the new year. Uh, make sure you use the promo code Patrick uh, in the uh, box at checkout for special savings. That's LegalZoom.com, promo code Patrick, LegalZoom, where life meets legal. 
We'll come back. We'll talk to Tom Curran, who does a great job covering the Patriots. What is next for Tom Brady? 19 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. What's happening, everybody? This is the official Lakers podcast. I'm your host, Mike Trudell. Super pumped to be here, flanked by Aaron Larsoul. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's get it. I think the Lakers will be a top 10 defense. Hey, you're calling your shot again. A team that has two stars or two superstars in this case, as LeBron and AD, can sometimes cancel each other out. But I think they're both good candidates for MVP. I really like the way that this team just feels to be around. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, it's a it's a very clear message. It's two stars in the Brown and AD, and it's everybody else that's on board. The relationship that is developing between those two, off the court and on the court, their cohesiveness on the court. I think in this case, this is a special case that the two of them will enhance each other as opposed to taking away from each other. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. By the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. You know what I listen to a lot over the vacation? Two artists. Let me see if you guys can guess. Old or new? Uh, new. New. Seton, I'll start with you. Kanye West's new album and Sturgill Simpson's new album. No. And no. Paulie? You, you lost me at new. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess like... Uh, the Killers was the last new band that I delved into. <laughs> okay, like 19 years ago. Uh, Todd, some type of country music, like Little Big Town or Allison Krauss or something like that. No, no, they're not new. McLovin, I see you walk around the studio. It sound, looks like you're dancing to a Lizzo song in your head. I'm Lizzo is one of the artists Whoa. I was listening to. <laughs> yes, you got to blame it on the juice. I heard Seton go, "Oh God." Yep, Lizzo. I'm with my daughters. We had a dance party one night, and uh, we killed it. Just dancing to Lizzo. Anybody want to guess the other one? Like a Demi Lovato, like some sort of no. a, uh, Miley Cyrus. No, thing. male artist. I like Seton's guess of Sturgill, but you already did that a few months ago. Yeah, right? no, Sturgill's a couple of years ago. Post Malone. Oh, I love posting. Post, Post yeah. Malone, little White Iverson. Yeah, I dude. Was, I was listening to Post Malone. Circles, it's good. Once again, my daughters are like, Dad, uh, we're going to put on some dance music. And then they put on uh, Lizzo. And I said, all right, I, I know Lizzo. And they said, do you know who this is? And I was like, no, I don't. You go, Post Malone. you got to get to know him. 
Yes, he. My nine-year-old son has been listening to Post Malone as well. He really likes uh, White Iverson. Yeah. And he, uh, after several months of listening to that, he said, Dad, did you know this is about basketball? <laughs> they say, he says KD. He says double OT. That's <laughs> overtime twice. Yeah, buddy, I know. KD, that's Kevin Durant. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, pal. I'm right there with your son because I'm saying that uh, to my daughters. Like, this is about Allen Iverson. You know, who? they had no idea who Allen Iverson was. I said, yeah. So he's saying he's the, the white Iverson. What ring he never wore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I did that and watched a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Wow. Random. And I reread The Firm. Yeah. John Grisham. Yeah. Thank you. It's Paige Turner. So that was uh, that was part of my uh, big vacation. <laughs> That's sad. Really? In the firm? I don't know. It's a wonderful book to read again. And Lizzo, Post Malone, sure. got my daughter's dance party. What, what else could you ask for? Any movies in the mix? Uh, we'll do movie reviews later. What we saw on vacation. We'll, we'll do that. Because I did see a really good movie. And uh, I'll have that for you coming up. All right, Tom E. Curran, who covers the uh, Pats for uh, NBC Sports Boston, will join us coming up in a moment. You got a poll question? Well, we could obviously go with, will Tom Brady be back? Will Tua be back? But I think for the most clicks, if we can get Jason Garrett and the Cowboys in there somehow, Mm. the most likely to be back, Tom Brady with the Patriots, Tua with Alabama. I don't know who else. We were talking about is Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees, the older quarterback, are those guys in the conversation? Are we going to have an offseason of will they be back as well? Well, I know Ben Roethlisberger said he's going to be back and uh, better than ever. Philip Rivers, I thought all along he was not coming back to the Chargers. Breeze will be back. I, I just, I'm, I don't know. For some reason, I'm curious about Sean Payton. Like, you know, does he stay in New Orleans? Feels like they're cursed. Um, I don't know. You remember Jimbo Fisher at Florida State? When he started to get criticized, what did he do? Bailed. Went to A&M. Got that huge contract there. Not that Sean Payton is getting that kind of criticism, because he's not. Because he's far more successful and a far better coach than uh, you know, Jimbo Fisher. But, you know, I just wonder if you stay too long or, you know what, maybe I can go to Dallas. Maybe I look at that team, I got a young quarterback, I got a young running back. I mean, all those things that would be that, uh, you know, very inviting job, it's just you have to deal with Jerry. Tom Curran joining us, the uh, Patriots insider for NBC Sports Boston. How's morale, Tom? You know, it's not high, and it's definitely not high in the region, but there is very much a sense of something's going to happen that actually has people perked up. And I think it's got, honestly, I think it's got Brady perked up a little bit too. But what does that mean? There was not the same kind of downcast reaction to the loss that you would normally imagine. And I think that a lot of that was related to the fact that this team was kind of built on quicksand, a house of cards. And it was difficult to drag the team through this season. Now that it's over, they can get to the figuring out of how do you fix this so it doesn't happen again, and am I going to be a part of it or not? I also, you know, it, it feels like a lot of the analysts, the experts keep saying, well, they're going to get Tom more weapons. Mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't they do that the last couple of drafts where you use a first-round pick on a running back, you use a first-round pick on a wide receiver? It just That's a, it didn't work absolutely. out. 
yeah, reasonable contention, and that's what people within the team have said to me when I've said the same thing. My thought is, well, you kind of waited until the last second. <laughs> I mean, Rob Gronkowski's been talking about retirement and had a bad back since 2015, and he didn't do anything. And when you finally did, it was Austin Safarian, Jenkins, Lance Kendricks, and then Benjamin Watson. You were convinced to come out of retirement. Tight end was a big issue. And then, you know, the wide receiver spot, yeah, you spent a first-round pick on Nikhil Harry, but first of all, he was hurt all year. You don't see a whole fleet of Arizona statewide receivers who've had great experiences in the NFL. And if you go aside from that, he was thrown to Gunnar Olszewski and Jacoby Myers for a big swath of the season. So tight end and wide receiver were not staffed well. That's why it makes it so ambiguous to me. And I asked Belichick about this yesterday. When you make your evaluation on each position, how much do you grade on a curve relative to, okay, well, that guy wasn't open. What did you want Tom to do? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on it, it felt like Brady knew this was going to happen. The question is what week it was going to happen, but the yeah. season was not going to work out. And I, I, I don't know if it when you say it perks him up and, like, does that mean stay here to make it work again or finish on a better note somewhere else? He wants to – you can almost see it from his post game and, you know, his comments to Peter King. He's talked a good game for the last six months. He's done a lot of the right things to make people understand that he's building leverage and that he is willing to go someplace else. But you can almost sense that he's talking as if, I really want to come back here. When he said, Dan, and we asked him about being retired, and he said, well, hopefully I don't retire. That to me is if I don't get the the rate of pay that I want here or Bill decides that it was a large part of me that was the problem, I don't know if I'm going to go to Carolina. I don't know if I'm going to go to Los Angeles and play for the Chargers. I don't know what I'll do. So that's why the hopefully he won't retire thing I think was tacked on there. Yeah, I'm just curious about that. We've seen quarterbacks do this, and everybody brings up Johnny Unitas and Joe Namath and uh, Joe Montana. Is it in Brady's DNA that he – I mean, he's been loyal, Mm -hmm. maybe to a fault, but he's been loyal. And is there part of him that says, you know, now I need to do – I need to be selfish. So I don't don't know if there's part of him that says – you know, I'm going to be selfish and I'm going to do something that's just best for me instead of looking at this entire organization. I think he does have it in him, and I think he wants to encourage that little part of him to be to be stronger and, and to stand up and do the, do the things for him. Because more than anything else, and it's not the money. You're going to hear people talk about the rate of pay and yeah. the salary. It's not the money as much as it is the principle of what he's been asking for and what he felt he had been promised. Felt he'd been promised at least, okay, we're going to get you through 43. 45, we're not going to do that. But the idea that this past off season, when a two-year, $50 million contract that mirrored Drew Brees's would have gotten it done with Brady, they didn't give him that. They gave him last year this incentive-laden deal that he wasn't going to hit any of them. This year he said no on the incentives, and they gave him a bump. He said, you know what, I want to be franchised. Uh, excuse me, I don't want to be franchised at the end of it. Because he feels he's been told one thing, another happens over and over and over again. So it's not I need to be paid $35 million. It's I'm tired of being told one thing, whether it be the people who are going to be around me or at the bargaining table, and then another thing happens. Where's Brady playing next year? Here. Okay. Here. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be here. I really do. Because honestly, Dan, there's two things to add to that. One is, where are the better options? Where are the options? And the other is, to bear in mind, does Bill Belichick want Tom Brady of 2019 back, or does he want a different guy who is not kicking rocks about the guys around him, who is showing up for OTAs and passing camp with a new offensive coordinator, quite possibly? So there's a lot they have to plow through to get the taste of 2019 out of their mouths and start fresh. So, But I still say it's, it's probably going to be here because he seems motivated and Robert Kraft seems motivated, and Belichick is too smart to look at what happened this year and say that that's Tom Brady's fault. Who wins the AFC? Baltimore. Way out on a limb. <laughs> I'll take Kansas City for uh, for lunch. Okay. All right. That sounds fair, Dan. We're not going to lunch. I'm going to buy your lunch, but you're going to have it in, in Boston. And... Oh, that's a whole different thing. Hi, yeah. I'm here with Dan Patrick. I'm here for the Patrick Party. Yeah. Patrick Party or two, please. <laughs> He's got you a gift card, actually, Tom. You did do. Uh, um, enjoy the offseason. Am I going to see you in Miami? I'll see you in Miami. Oh, good. All right. All right. Thank Great you, Tommy. Job. Good work. All right. You call me anytime. Sunblock. Uh, Sunblock, Tommy. Oh, especially on top of the head. Yeah. I'll see you. <laughs> it's Tom E. Curran. Not to be confused with Kirk D. Cousins, who will join us top of the hour. Yes, McLovin. We're getting all sorts of notes and tweets saying, please take the Brady, the Chargers thing more seriously from L.A. fans, not from insiders. Saying, No, it's wishful thinking. And if you're going to move on from Phillip Rivers and you get a, you're moving into a new stadium and you want to sell those seats, I, I get it. But I don't know if, if – I mean, it sounds good to us. Once again, we tend to wish for things, and we hope those things happen. Brady's the one that has to actually go through the motions to make this happen, and the Chargers have to be willing. But if I'm the Chargers and I could get any reason for somebody to show up and pay for seats to watch our football team, I would do it. Yes, Paul. Dan, I can find you half a dozen articles today by beat writers or columnists around the country. Could the Bears be the next home for Tom Brady? Could the uh, uh, Colts be the next home for Tom Brady? Uh, The Chargers... There's, I've got six of them, of six different uh, reporters, of, based off nothing. I can't see Carolina doing this because that's sort of a state of flux there. They're not sure what they're doing with Cam. Uh, as I was told during the season, you know, the quarterbacks they have are not their future quarterbacks, that it's either Cam or they're moving on and going after, the, you know, another quarterback. The Chargers I could see if Brady wants to, you know, go to Los Angeles. I just – I feel like he's back with New England. I do. I think he wants it out there that, hey, you know what? I've done everything you've asked me to do. Uh, you know, it hasn't been reciprocated. Maybe the best that it could. I mean, this is the greatest quarterback of all time. It, it also goes back to the Bulls. When Jerry Krause and Jerry Reinsdorf said, we're going to dismantle this. One year early, because they could have signed everybody else. They could have kept the band together, and they would have had a seventh championship. And they decided to move on. I don't think New England's there yet. I would bring back Brady for one more year. I don't know what they have in Jared Stidham. I don't know if they know what they have in him. But I would bring Brady back for one more year. And then you still have a really good defense. You just need a little bit more on the offensive side of things. 
you know, Edelman healthy, Nikhil Harry another year. Is Sony Michelle going to be that every down back? Uh, can you add a tight end in the – you know, those are things that I think you could probably spruce up the offense a little bit. And the defense is still young and good. And, you know, you could you would still be a threat. Yeah, Steve. And when you start to think that the Patriots in the last five years have been to the Super Bowl four times and won three of them, and they weren't exactly a train wreck this year, although the offense did struggle, they're not that far away. So unless there really is just that much bad blood internally between Bill and Tom, I don't know why he wouldn't resign there. But I don't know why there would be bad blood between Belichick and Brady to begin with. They need each other. Unless somebody wants to say... Uh, I can do it without you. And, and if you get if your ego gets involved, then, you know, that's dangerous. Yes, you Well, that's like the one thing that's proven out over time is that winning is really hard. Because once you start winning a little bit, everybody wants credit, right? Like yeah. the Red Sox went through it. The Cubs probably went through it after that one year. You know what I mean? Like everybody sort of goes through where it's like, no, 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 I was the guy. I'm the guy. This is my team. And, and that's not easy to sustain, although the Patriots have been able to do it for, you know, almost 20 years. And I think ego got in the way with the Chicago Bulls, that they were ready to, Jerry Krause was ready to build another dynasty there instead of bringing back Jordan and company, and they moved on, and they've never recovered from that. Yes, McLovin. I like this narrative that LeBron and Tom Brady are going to be in L.A. because that's where the cool kids are now. Like some connection there that there's like a cultural reason for them to be there. I know that sounds made up, but like, if he said he wanted to make movies like LeBron. Well, you know, I feel that like kind everybody of kind of wants to be in L.A. I think he wants to be in a Part of him wants to be in L.A. maybe. Who I knows? get it. You know, if he does, okay. You know, good for him. He's He's got a few more weapons there than he does with the Patriots. But, you know, I, I think we would look at him as more of a threat to win another Super Bowl with the Patriots than with the Chargers. The Chargers need him. I don't know if Tom needs them. And these other places, Carolina, Chicago, I mean. Indianapolis? Well, Indianapolis I see because you got a, you know, quarterback-friendly head coach in Frank Reich. And you do have a good team there. And you're playing indoors for, you know, half your your games are indoors. you got a, a young defense. He's got some, you know, skilled position guys. So I, I could see that. Um, Gruden always loves the quarterback that he doesn't have. So it's like. Uh, hey, what do you think of this guy? I love him. You know, but he already has Andrew Luck next year. What if they need? To oh, that's Brady? right. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break here. We got our play of the day coming up. Got interesting injury updates for you that will affect, probably affect the games coming up this weekend. Have those for you coming up as well here on the Dan Patrick Show. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. By the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. 
And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Oh, my God. The play of the day. Check this out. Lockett goes in motion. Russell plays it. Now he's going to throw down the middle. Got a man. Metcalf makes the catch diving. He is in for a touchdown. Seahawks. What a play by the rookie DK Metcalf. Gets in behind the secondary. Makes a diving catch. Hits the ground. Gets back up. And then drags the defender to the end zone. Seattle Radio Network, Seahawks Radio Network, D.K. Metcalf. You know, he's got this size, he's got the talent, the ability, but it, he needed the hands. It's like Will Fuller from the Texans. He would drive me crazy. He'd be like, he's wide open, and he dropped it. Uh, D.K. Metcalf made some big catches there, you know, seven catches, 160 yards, and, uh, you know, the Eagles uh, – they, they did the best they could. They did better than people thought, I think, with all these injuries. Uh, you know, there was the hit by Judavion Clowney. And, and in, in real time, I thought it was a dirty play. Uh, but, you know, Carson Wentz doesn't give himself up. So Clowney, I, I was wondering this. If, let's say Carson Wentz was a running back. Would we have said anything about that? Now, I know they want to protect the quarterbacks, but if the quarterback is not protecting himself, then the officials shouldn't be trying to overprotect him. And he got to treat him as a runner. Did he? I think, I think Jadavion Clowney is going to get fined. I, I do think that they'll fine him for maybe spearing, because that's what it looked like there. But I think that we're looking at, because it's Carson Wentz, a quarterback, that it's more egregious than what it is. Yes, McLevin. I agree, but they do, even out of the pocket, they protect quarterbacks this year. This year, they've been overprotected no matter where the quarterback is on the field. So, you know, and then afterwards, the officials, like, incidental contact. It was it was unnecessary on Clowney's yeah. part. Yeah. Because I, it, it looked like he was, it looked like he was trying to hurt him. Like, I'm going to hit you with my helmet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spear you. Uh, and then, you know, once his helmet hits the ground, sometimes when you, and, uh, Chris Collinsworth talked about this. Sometimes when you get hit in the back of the head, it's worse than you get hit in the front. And uh, then his helmet hits the ground, and then he's out uh, for the rest of the game. By the way, our play of the day was brought to you by LegalZoom. You need to make it legal, make it LegalZoom.com. Use the promo code Patrick in the uh, checkout box for special savings. LegalZoom, where life meets legal. Yes, Paul. But like you said, Wentz doesn't protect himself. If yeah. he starts sliding, he probably doesn't get hit like that, or he gets a big penalty um, that's a, it's not the first time in his career he's been hurt because of his decisions. Yeah, it, but I do think Jadavion Clowney is, is going to get fined for it. You know, there was there was no penalty, but I, I think that they'll probably uh, tee him up for fifteen grand. Yes, McLovin. What did you think of all the Monday morning quarterbacks who then said the Eagles should have kept Foles? That maybe Nick Foles really belonged in Philly and do keep a tandem there? Um. I, I said it uh, earlier this year. You did? Yeah, I said I would have kept Nick Foles. Uh, I, I don't know if, if even a healthy Carson Wentz beat Seattle. I, I think Seattle was the better team. 
I think the Eagles were doing it with smoke and mirrors. And, you know, that was a credit to Carson Wentz. Um, but I wonder at some point, do the Eagles look at this situation at quarterback and go, is he going to be healthy with his style for the long haul? Because he's gotten injured when he was running. You know, the play against the Rams when he blew out his knee. And this play where you don't give yourself up. You know, the, I, I, you know I see this with Deshaun Watson. As much as I love him and think he's talented and he's wonderful, we saw that unbelievable play, you know, over the over the weekend. I just need him to get rid of the ball and protect himself. And when you're young, you think you can do it. And at some point, you're not young and you're hurt. Yes, McLovin. I'm still a little confused, though, because, like, we love Josh Allen running. Trevor Lawrence all of a sudden starts running like a madman for Clemson. Like, do we want our quarterbacks to run or not run? Be smart when you run. That's all. You, I, you know, they, they, the announcers were saying, oh, Josh Allen, he loves to get a hit. You know, he, he gets fired up. Like, he, now he's in the game. He just got popped. I, I hope that you could get into a game in a different way. I mean, he, he, he's fascinating. He, he's my, my second favorite quarterback now besides Jameis Winston because I have no idea what they're going to do. And neither does he. Like that first run, and then he caught a touchdown, and then he, he sort of uh, he paused for a moment and then got upended in, at the end zone at the goal line. Then he had the crazy lateral, and like you're just – but he makes some plays where you're just going, God, if they could have him play like Lamar Jackson – that and I love Singletary. I love that running back. God, is he fun? Singletary was awesome. I thought that they went to Frank Gore too much. I would have kept Singletary and just given him the ball. Man, he broke tackles. He never stopped. And Buffalo had a great year. They did. You know, you hate to lose like that, but they had a great year, and they have a lot to build on. You know, got a good defense there. And, uh, you know, you develop a little bit more offensively. And now you look at the Patriots, maybe in a little bit of a state of flux here. Maybe the Bills are the team to beat in that division. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed in you and the rest of us. You know, we're almost the hour into the show. And I don't, you don't know if you guys noticed it due to the coverage the other day, but J.J. Watt returned oh, to the field. was he in the game? Was, yeah. Oh, he's he played. Back. I don't know if you saw it on the coverage, but he made it back. We love ourselves some J.J. Watt. But ESPN, guys, they were trying to, to weave him into the fabric of this game. Every reaction. Now, granted, you know, J.J. is not in the control room, at least I don't think. But maybe as people there saying, uh, let's get a cutaway of J.J. Watt. I mean, he had a big sack. But, man, it was nauseating. Biggest sack of all time. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah, Todd. And they can't make you wear a mic. He does it plenty of times. You could turn it down if you want to. I think he has his own microphone. I think it's implanted in his shoulder pads. Uh, we're going to wire you up. Oh, I'm already wired up. Kirk D. Cousins coming up. There are things that should not be. Copycat killers. They exist. Those who are compelled to turn bloody fiction into a real-life horror story. He's inspired by the Joker. They do it because the acts give them power and control. The life is the killer. Life imitates art, and unfortunately, so does death. Reels and Podcast One, who brought you Murder Made Me Famous, comes the next great true crime podcast, Copycat Killers. Join host Dr. J. Buzz Von Orensteiner as he analyzes true crimes based on Hollywood hits. 
New episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. By the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hun.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hun.com for details.